Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it. It's patreon.com slash Nation and enjoy this special free preview. Don't call it a comeback. Everybody, it is that time of the month again where Top Rope Nation goes retro, the 42nd edition of Top Rope Nation Classics. It's Ryan and Justin and a special guest. In fact, the man who nominated this show for the Classics poll on Patreon is going to be joining us. We'll get to him in just a second. Justin Joint, welcome back to Classics, sir. What's in the glass? What are you drinking? And are you ready for some 1991 wcw once again yes sir i am drinking some eagle rare tonight what because i think the chances of me ever watching the show again it's going to be pretty rare (laughs) (laughs) wait a second you got eagle rare yeah i thought i thought you knew that was this in the drawing yeah yeah i I think it's when i I think i was when i got like second place when they had the uh what was what's that super rare rare one uh oh uh, uh, not Bland's, right? No, Pappy? not Pappy. Yes, yes, yeah, it was on okay. that one. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to have some. I got to get over to your place. I think I'm going to be there this weekend. Maybe you have That's a party right. a little bit. Of that. All right, grilling out. We can make that Sunday. happen. There we go. I have uh, just a classic. Speaking of Pappies, uh, they distill that here at the uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery these mm-hmm. days, and I got a healthy pour of mm. buffalo trace and you guys if you've tuned into classics before you know once in a while sometimes these shows get a little wild they get a little drunk justin we'll <laughs> see how this one goes tonight but uh yeah we've, we've talked wcw 1991 recently we did wrestle war back mm-hmm. in february so if you guys missed that one check it out in the archives or if you're a new patron check it out in the archives we might have some new patrons listening right now because justin we now have the seven day free trial on patreon so i'm hoping some people check it out they dip into the archives and they stay on and become loyal patrons like the man i am about to introduce he has been on the show before justin was not on that show it was me and jesse velasquez mr matthew madrell from the great state of maryland matthew welcome back to the show uh, thank you for having me, and also thank you for putting the evil on me for uh, suggesting us watching this show. I'm sure <laughs> everyone greatly appreciates it. I know I greatly had appreciated having to choose between watching this or watching Vader Sting. Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. well, what, well, what made you nominate Super Brawl 1991, the first Super Brawl? What, what, what came into your mind where you said, this is what I want to nominate for the poll? Because it won. 
you know, it wasn't, it was somewhat close, but it, it had a healthy lead pretty much right from the start, I think. Yeah. It, I wish I could say there was one thing in particular that made me want to uh, nominate this, but it kind of came down to the fact that this is just a really weird show. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> accurate. And it's kind of right in the middle of all of the turmoil that mm-hmm. uh, WCW was experiencing in this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, you have several people not long for this world. One person literally walking out that night um, from the company. You had, I guess we could call them attempts at making some uh, some new stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on whether or not you feel names like oz or big josh we're going to be the the wave of the future yeah but i so yeah and also you had everything going on with the world title in this uh between the wcw championship and then you had the nwa championship and Mm -hmm. uh them kind of dancing around all of that between flair and fujinami Live from the Bayfront Center, St. Petersburg, Florida, Sunday, May 19th, 91. Attendance around 6,000 in the building. Reportedly, the paid attendance on that night was 4,887 for a gate of $76,000. According to WrestleNomics, pay-per-view buys came in right at about 150,000 buys. Uh, And so, guys... Empty seats, distracting to you at all watching this show? Did you notice them? I actually didn't notice them. Yeah, that I didn't see him too many of them. He kind of blended in because of the color of the seats, I thought. I mm. feel like they were kind of like an orangish red color. I and, will say, I was yeah. more distracted by the fact that they kind of, the cameras only went to like, it seemed like the exact same two or three people with like, signs for everybody that came out almost like they were mm-hmm. planted yeah i i was distracted by some of the uh audio and general production issues that happened on this show for oh us. yeah we'll talk about some of those <laughs> they have not cleaned it up on uh, peacock that's for sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> the peacock version i guess all of us watch it on on the cock right yes yeah did anybody else get weirded out when they kept like the the, the video sync in for from America the Beautiful when it was playing? Oh yeah, and there were some <laughs> weird production things with this, with the ring announcing, with that. There's a point where you could hear like one of the production managers swearing. Yeah, we'll get to all. At of one that. point, you could hear uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, during the Oz entrance asking if it was if it was his time to go out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so real quick, um, how this compared then. So with this one coming in at 150,000 buys, you compare that to Wrestle War 91 three months earlier. That one did about 160. They're on this downward trajectory here. Uh, Starcade 90 did 165. Halloween Havoc 90 did 160. Uh, and then you go back to Great American Bash 90 the year before, 200,000. Um, they would not crack 200,000 again until Bash at the Beach 94 when uh, Ogan came mm. in. So, yeah, they're going to be middling down around 100,000 buys and under pretty soon as we get to uh, 92, 93. So, you know, at the time, as they're they're moving downward, this probably seemed like a disappointment. But if they could have seen what was to come, it wouldn't have looked too bad <laughs> for them. And just um, real quick, for yeah. any of our, our, our younger listeners 
the American audience didn't have anything even remotely close uh, as a relationship goes to the Japanese wrestling product that we do nowadays. I mean, it, it was it was like literally foreign. Like I, unless yeah. you mm-hmm. unless you were deep into the tape trading, for the most part, you probably had no idea who like Fujinami was. Yeah. I, judging from one of the reactions that happens later on this, I think there were a few tape traders in the crowd. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, you would Dave have to be was, very plugged Dave in. Dave was there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I thought I saw he, him. I, yeah, just I, from how he wrote up the Observer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read a quote right now on that because mm-hmm. Dave has a really interesting take here on the ticket sales. So Dave being in attendance, uh, as I said, this show's in St. Petersburg. The WWF actually ran a house show the night before in Tampa. Tampa is about a half-hour drive from St. Petersburg. It's just over 20 Mm -hmm. miles, so really, really close. And in the review in The Observer, Dave writes, quote, The show drew a paid attendance of $4,887 and a gate of $76,000 at the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg. It appeared to me the live crowd was close to $6,000 in a building set up for $6,500. The WWF show the previous night at the Sun Dome in Tampa, headlined by Ultimate Warrior versus Undertaker, drew 5100 in the building and $56,000. The paid and, attendance... And, oh, sorry. Yeah, and Taker Warrior would have been the uh, hot program for uh, WWF's house show tour at the time. Yeah. So the paid attendance at both shows was almost identical... Although the WCW show charged higher ticket prices, thus drew the bigger bigger gate. The show probably would have been a sellout, and the crowd looked more than respectable live and even better on television. Except, suddenly, just 90 minutes before the card started, there was practically a monsoon outside. I really don't think WWF running that live show the day before hurt the attendance nearly as much as that rain dance Jay Strongbow must have done before getting out of town. Oh, no. Dave. Oh, no. Dave. Oh. I had to include oh. that. Oh. Dave. Early Dave Meltzer, man. Sometimes he's I miss funny. 90s Dave. <laughs> oh, that was good. All right, so... <laughs> You know uh, what? Uh, that yeah. probably would have been the first time that uh, Chief Jay Strongbow did anything of note and anything athletic. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, as the show gets underway, we have country music star Randy Brown singing the anthem. Not Randy Brown of the late 1990s Chicago Bulls, Justin Join. I was waiting for number, number zero from the Bulls to make his way out. Not that Randy Brown. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then we get Jim Ross and Dusty Rhodes wearing us or welcoming us to the show. I say wearing because I have in my notes. Dusty was wearing a tremendous WCW dad hat. I wish I had that hat, to be honest with you. Uh, and so Dusty says he spent time with Flair and Fujinami today. And JR asked if they're going to settle the controversy over the title today. Fujinami took the title to Japan. Flair brought it back, they say. Luger and Sting are on the hotline right now. They're talking about their tag title match. They're selling the WCW hotline here. Uh, we'll talk about everything going on with the world titles when we get to that match. But yeah, as Matt alluded to, there's the whole deal with uh, WCW title, the NWA title. Justin, you talked about this, the split going on at the time. IWGP title factored in here as well. You, you've got, yeah. you guys have seen the meme of Charlie Day with, with 
with the maps and all the oh, strength. Yeah. yeah, that's the title picture yeah. right now. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, I, I, which I'm sure also probably didn't really help or with uh, attracting in, interest in this. It, we've seen, in at least in more modern times, just how having a bunch of world champions seems to devalue everything. Here, you have a company having at least two uh, claim it to being the world title and neither and the company just as a whole can't seem to explain why this is the case or is yeah. reluctant to explain why this is the case yeah always confusing so yeah they they open maybe up they with... had dusty try to explain it and then everybody was like yeah i give up <laughs> yeah <laughs> So they open with the U.S. tag team titles. So we have uh, the fabulous Freebirds, this being Michael Hayes and Ron Garvin, or Jimmy Garvin, Yeah, this sorry. is Jimmy Jam. Yeah, yep. And uh, accompanied by DDP and Big Daddy Dink, taking on the Young Pistols, now the Young Pistols, Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. Guys, I mean, I got the breakdown here. I got I got the hold for hold. I'll go through some of that here in a second. Uh, but general thoughts, Justin, on on the opener. Oh, I mean, it's strange because these two teams, I, I they've had some good matches around this time that I've really enjoyed, but this really wasn't one of them. I, I got a little bored watching this one. I don't know what it was, uh, but yeah, just... I don't. I think this one lacked a little bit of the chemistry that some of their other matches had. Yeah, yeah. I think what I mean. How do you compare? I like them as the Southern Boys better than the Young Pistols. Mm. You? I prefer. I just think it's. The, I like the. Young I mean, there's Pistols something better. problematic about it. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just to me. It's just it sticks in my mind more. Like it's more memorable. But yeah, your thoughts, Matt. Um. I kind of thought I, I agree. Just I've seen these two have better matches uh, with each other, and from other times I've seen these two teams wrestle. Mm. I I still thought this was perfectly fine as an opener. Crowd seemed into it. Um, there wasn't anything egregiously bad on there. Uh, at times, I was kind of blown away by it, like, oh, hey. That Michael Hayes, he sure does how to actually throw a punch. Uh, <laughs> there's yeah. little things like that that I was kind of that's like, yeah, uh, some some of these guys don't get quite the credit they deserve. And then also I see like uh, some of the attempts at uh, high spots not looking quite as graceful as um, mm-hmm. Brian Pillman would doing. <laughs>